Um, I think we took like a week off, but we are That's all good bad. now. No, it's it's a, it's a group effort. You, let's just say you had a crazy week last week, and we'll end it there. Yeah, well, I can explain just real quick. Then do it. So they know. Um, I signed up for Make-A-Wish at 17, still waited, and we had an estimate date. Nothing was confirmed, and I woke up the 27th to a full schedule starting that day. That lasted until Friday or Saturday, and then, or lasted until Friday, and then Friday I got sick and ended up in the hospital. So no prep was done, and obviously I wasn't going to record in the hospital, so we just took a break. You know what? Better late than never. It might have been almost four years, but uh, what you told me, it was a pretty awesome experience. Oh, it was incredible. I don't know how much I can reveal, to be honest. They haven't been very clear, so I won't say too much or anything. Okay, yeah, no, it's probably a good idea, but uh, anyhow, welcome back to episode six or seven of the Heralds. I think we're on seven. We're on seven. Coolio, we're working our way up there, but I am one of your hosts, Harrison. And I'm Will. And um, since we took a week off, we do have a bit of news to talk about. Uh, so let's get into it, Will. So for Marvel, starting out with them, um, some more Spider-Man 3 set photos were released. And it just shows the return of the Iron Spider suit. Which, I mean, that's cool, but I don't... It's one of those things where I wrote it down, but I still wouldn't, I guess, consider it newsworthy type of thing. You don't want to talk about him doing the little Tobey Maguire dance? No. I think it's I think he's doing a Tobey Maguire dance. He probably was. And then Tom went on for an interview, and they asked, you know, what's it like working with Tobey and Andrew? And he's like, I don't know. They haven't told me if they're coming yet. They're so, so good at hiding it. They're so good at that. But I'm going to laugh so hard in everyone's faces if they don't show up. The movie comes out this year, right? Yeah. So would you say, I, okay, well, the Super Bowl's this weekend, for those unaware. Do you think we'll get any trailers? I'm not holding my breath, but I definitely hope so. Like, I don't know, like, okay, at this point, Mortal Kombat, I know this is off topic. Mortal Kombat comes out in, like, two months, maybe even a month at this point. I don't know. And so I feel like Super Bowl would be the last time to drop a trailer, finally. Oh, for Mortal Kombat, especially after they dropped the uh, EW photos. Yeah. They need to. Um, as far as Spider-Man 3, they rumored to have a trailer out New Year's Eve, so we'll see. Um, For the last bit of Spider-Man 3 news, Willem Dafoe, rumor, this is a rumor, but Willem yep. Dafoe was spotted on set. I mean, come on, that's, that is a, that's an indistinguishable face, okay? If that man's on set, I will be so happy because I know you know this, but he's like one of my favorite actors of all oh, time. Yeah. And, like, most of the reason is because of his performance in Spider-Man. I always, for me, this is kind of like the cynic in me. But what if they had all these people just visit set to throw everyone off? That's a Sony thing to do, isn't it? Kind of is. It's a real trolling Sony thing to do. I don't know. I mean, I think Tom Holland recently was quoted saying this is the most ambitious solo Marvel movie yet. Yeah, and I hate that. Because to me, it's he's called it a standalone. If you have to have Andrew and Toby and Doc Strange, it's not a standalone. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, okay. So, something that I would say is the most ambitious standalone movie so far would have been Thor Ragnarok at this point. Would yeah, you call I would that a standalone? They really only had Hulk. Yeah, okay. Or, like, okay, another ambitious Marvel movie coming up, I think, will be Multiverse of Madness. Would you count that a standalone? Yeah, because to me, having just, like, one character to team up with is different than, you know, three or four. Right. Speaking of multiverse, do you want to touch on yesterday's episode? Yes, real quick. Okay. That was insane, that ending. Spoilers ahead, because I'm just breaking into the ending at this point. Yeah, episode, was this episode five? Yeah. Okay, yeah, spoilers for episode five that came out yesterday. We're filming this on the Saturday after. Um, what... Okay. Did you see it coming? No. I Okay, I was on IMDb earlier to look up someone else and saw it had Evan Peters as Pietro, and I went, no. And then he entered, and I went, no freaking way. I mean, this had to be pretty, this had to be pretty fast, right? Like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Part of me wonders how planned it was and how not. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I love I love how meta they did it because they just said like they recasted Pietro, and I'm like, I mean, yeah. No, that was great, and part of me wonders like, what if that's all it is and it's not multiverse? Right. Yeah, because like if you're gonna do that, then that like his dad would be Magneto. Yeah. And I don't know. I I want more Aaron Taylor Johnson personally. I honestly was expecting him to show up more than Evan Peters. Same. But I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the the show went from, as I put it, zero to a hundred in the past few episodes. Oh yeah. There's still well, a lot of there's still a lot of unknowns about like who's controlling it, and like they really made Wanda out to be the villain last episode. But I think most of the internet is in agreement when it's probably Mephisto. Yeah. But then it's like, where did we get the Mephisto idea? That's a good... I think because... Like, this, I know because of Agatha Harkness, maybe. But that's such a jump, you know? Yeah, I think maybe someone just made the leap because of the Multiverse of Madness now. It's going to tie directly in, and like maybe Mephisto has to do with Nightmare. I don't know. But like, what if this just straight up is Nightmare? I'd like that. I mean, okay, a lot of people are saying that the sword head guy, the, the real jerk face, that he's Mephisto. I don't think it is, personally. I think that one's a big reach. I think he's just kind of a douche. Are we in, like, you agreement know? that Agatha is Agatha Harkness or whatever yeah, you say? Yeah, Agnes. Agnes, okay. Um, I think everyone is. But yeah, no, Evan Peters is back as Quicksilver for the most part, or Pietro, at least. Do we do we know if uh, Speed and Wick, or what their names are, I forget. Um, will Speed they, and Wick? Yeah, will they be fully grown, you think? Um, I don't know, but I did see leaked Funko Pops that showed they were kind of in those costumes for Halloween episode. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been waiting for that Halloween episode. Billy's wearing a Wiccan costume, but Tommy is not wearing a Speed costume. He's wearing classic Quicksilver. Oh? In the Funkos, so I'm excited to see the episode now. I really want to see When you say classic Quicksilver... I mean first appearance blue and white streak down the side okay yeah and he even spikes his hair up and dyes it white man like yeah i i can't i love evan peters so much same i just i love evan peters i just don't love the idea of integrating the fox x-men universe in the mcu yeah you know? i don't i don't want them to carry over all the characters i really don't you can stop with the carrying over characters here and i'd be completely okay with it i just think it if anyone it makes sense for quicksilver deadpool was the only one where i was like okay it's deadpool so yeah yeah because like obviously the internet's gonna keep crying for hugh jackman to return but uh that wouldn't it wouldn't i i don't want to see it ship has sailed he had a good ending let it be but I think, you know, at this point, we're going to get Fantastic Four in a long time, and we'll get Fantastic Four, I think, way before we'll get X-Men, because they haven't even said yeah. anything about recasting. So we have a long time till we'll start seeing, People like... People are wondering, Monica mentioned an aeros- aero engineer, aerospace engineer. They're yeah. like, is it Reed? I'm oh, like, that's not like really reaching on this anymore. People, you, you, know how they, you know how they said there's a b- bunch of mis- missing astronauts in the last episode? Yeah, it could People be. Are, yeah, people are like, it's the Fantastic Four. But then part of me is like, are they just going big because they want to go big? And it's going right. to be nothing? I, I do think tying in the Fantastic Four's origin to the snap makes sense in this universe. Oh, so I do too. Also, can we talk about the little uh, back and forth about Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah. That, was, that came out of nowhere. I kind of liked that, but Scarlet why, Witch is better, so. Why did Monica Rambeau not want to talk about... Carol. I want to know what happened between her childhood and now that she's not a fan of Carol anymore. Yeah, is it because she just hoofed off into space space and never returned for them? Don't know. Maybe it's because Carol, for caring about her mom so much, wasn't there when they needed her most. Does it have to do with Photon? So I'm wondering if, you know, since Maria was sick the way she was, is it maybe she's just mad Carol wasn't there for that? Right. Well, did did she ever become Photon? Her mom? Yeah. No, it was just her call sign for Air Force. Oh, okay, because I know, like, doesn't Photon, like, have similar powers to Captain Marvel? Not really. So, Photon is Monica in the comics. In the comics, Monica Rambeau goes by three different names. Photon, Spectrum, and Captain Marvel. Okay. She was actually Captain Marvel before Carol. 
I think I knew that, yeah. But yeah, um, we'll see. I'm interested to see where that goes, if they go anywhere with it. Yeah, we're yeah. over the halfway mark at this point, so we'll see. It may what they're going to focus on in Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, that's true. Um, as far as other Marvel news, War Machine will be returning in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cool, I Which didn't know that. More, more Rhodey, I'm good with. Right, especially because he is getting his kind of own show eventually. So He is. It's Armor Wars. He's the star. Yeah. And then after that, we've got Ryan Coogler's helming the new Disney Plus series, Wakanda Forever. They announced this on February 1st to kick off Black History Month. And it focuses on the kingdom of Wakanda. It's going to be a drama that explores the kingdom further and its citizens, along with the Dora Milaje or Malahi. Malahe, I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. I say the Dora Malahe. The, the queen, you know, and yeah. Bob, just stuff yeah. like that. I, I think that's awesome because, like, Wakanda is such a cool thing in the comics, and they have yet to, like, touch on, like, the actual yeah. citizen and how, like, the, the country works. So I think this is a really good idea. Normally, I hate when stuff like this is done. It kind of reminds me of when Aquaman announced the trench. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, like, something like Gotham. No, but, like, stuff like this. But with Wakanda having so much richness in their culture and stories, Yeah. I'm very excited for this show. I'd rather see Aquaman do, like, a, like, thing about Atlantis, like a show or a movie on HBO Max. I don't know, because, like, Atlantis is such a cool thing, and we didn't see anything about it in the movie. I know. I agree. Kind of just, like they're doing with Wakanda Forever, build it up. Yeah. Build up your really cool kingdom. Maybe we'll get some uh, Atlantis name drops in Wakanda Forever. (laughs) That'd be cool. With uh, Namor. Yeah. For DC News... Jeffrey Wright stars as a comedic Batman podcast run by HBO Max and WB. Hmm. So our Gordon is now Batman. Okay. I, I'll i check it out. Um, I did check out when Taron Egerton was Wolverine in that podcast, and he did good. Oh, yeah. the um, Yes, I know what you're talking about. I, I heard he did really good. I wanted to listen to that. My issue with Taron Egerton was never his voice or acting. I don't think he has the Wolverine look. I mean, That's yeah. It's just the look. I think he's got everything else. It's just he doesn't have that right stature to me. Like, he's short, but it's not the right facial structure, I guess. He doesn't look as feral as he could. I mean, Even if you like, with makeup. Can you throw facial hair on him? I can't imagine him with facial hair. No, you can. It looks decent, but it's still not quite Wolverine. I'm still a big fan of the Anthony Starr idea. You know what? A lot of people have said that, and, like, he's really intense when he needs to be, so he'd be really good. That, and then Jared Kiso is my other pick. I don't know who that is. He's from Letterkenny, funny enough, but he's a great dramatic actor, super short, actually Canadian, has the look and the, just the overall vibe. Anthony Starr's Canadian, too, right? I don't know what Anthony Starr is. I think he is. Okay. But for further DC, we got Snyder's Justice League got a premiere date. I saw that. Is it all coming out at once, or? No clue still, but it is March 8th. That is, like, a month away at this point. And I read somewhere that they're also going to be releasing it in theaters at the same time, too. Yeah, I heard that, too. And it just makes me further question, is this a show or four-hour movie? But I think they decided upon four-hour movie. I think that's smarter. Yeah, it's just going to take me a couple days to get through. Right. It's just especially with something that we've already seen before, more or less. I just don't, you know, like. I frankly did not enjoy all that much second time around. Oh, dude, I I told you the worst DCEU movie is Justice League. There's no doubt in my mind. Yep. So if this could if this couldn't redeem the movie that I was looking forward to the most in any way, I'm excited for it. I feel that. Other than that, we've got um on February 1st, Justice League Justice League Unlimited, Static Shock, The Batman from 2004. And Batman the Brave and the Bold joined HBO Max. Oh, I didn't ch- I didn't check on that. So, like, now that DC Universe is, like, done for, they're just going to slowly start moving. The yeah, enemy. I think... Yeah. Oh, and they added the old, old Aquaman cartoon. Oh, no way, really? Mm-hmm. We touched on this last episode, but they are doing that, continuing the Batman animated series, right? That's, like, confirmed. 
Uh, it's rumor, no confirmation yet, but it's one of those rumors that has so much validity and backing towards that that we're just kind of waiting for the confirmation at this point. You know? Yeah. We, okay. I want to touch on this real quick because I had a few questions from it last time, but I didn't say anything. And I know we have a lot to oh. talk about. But um, would you would you keep the same animation style? Or would you update it? Oh, same. Just make it look you know crisper and cleaner. That's it. Okay. And is it like it can? Are they? Did they say if it's a continuation or if it's just a reboot? They said revival. Okay. So part of me wonders if, as far as story wise, I think the smart way to go to start out. Would be adapting Batman the Adventure Continues. Yeah. yeah, yeah the new yeah, comics they just released? I think that'd be a great starter and go from there. I really hope they keep, like, the same, like, era, like, that they put the show in. I hope they don't modernize it. I like, like, same. the blips and stuff and, like, the Tommy guns and the top mm-hmm. hat. Yeah, yeah. I think if I were to create a Batman show, I'd still keep that. I mean, it's like... Cause, Gotham feel behind. In yeah, they, they did it with the TV show Gotham. Like, it's, like, the same style of universe, I think. Yeah. No, yeah, um, they're doing that. I just want a DCAU Deathstroke. So I want the Adventure Continues comics to be adapted. Yeah, because I, I saw those, like, not fan art, but, like, I saw, like, the comic book, like, what he would have looked like, and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that and Red Hood, too? Yeah. Oh, and the one thing we didn't talk about, I don't think, last time, that I did not write in my notes is we got a Tim Drake for Titans. Uh, oh, oh, I, I have no idea. Really, they're really doing the Robins at this point. That's three. He will be played by Jay LaCurgo. Jay LaCurgo can be seen in the new Batman film coming up as one of the thugs. He's in the trailer, funny enough. Oh, that's funny. He's in Batman. I, um, I guess you have to have a Robin at this point, I guess, because Dick is Nightwing and Jason will be Red Hood, so you need a Robin, so this makes sense. You know, I know everyone gives Titans crap for its writing, but the one thing I'll give it is somehow with turning dick into nightwing and jason into red hood it never felt rushed no they they could have like at first when they first introduced jason i literally thought they were just gonna pull the trigger right away because they instantly yeah. made him like a d-bag but i guess jason well, he always was yeah but i was like that's something i gotta give it props for a little bit is i always expect it to feel rushed and it never did no yeah they built like literally two seasons were just devoted to building him up to become nightwing mm-hmm now, with Jayla Kurgo being casted, here's my issue. They did cast a mixed actor. He is black. Oh, okay. I think I know what thug you're talking about in the back of the trailer now. Yeah. Yeah. My issue is they could have gone for diversity again instead and went for the Asian American, which everyone kind of has. It's kind of headcanon. It's not canon canon, but all fans have kind of agreed that Tim Drake is Asian American. Yeah, I, I that makes you know that Tim Drake's my favorite Robin, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we're getting a black Tim Drake, but they're talking about going more the Batman the Animated Series route, where they had to adapt Jason's story to kind of combine the two. Mm-hmm. Here's my issue. One, Tim Drake comes from a very wealthy family and comes from a really good life. Yeah, I mean, he he's like goes he gets, like, a full ride to Harvard, and he's in the Olympics. Like. Yes. Yeah. I find this to be incredibly racist. You okay. went from taking him out of wealth and a good life and a good family just because he's black. Put him oh, in poverty and a unstable home is what they're they, going for. They did confirm that he's going to be in like a impoverished home. That's what the rumor is. And it seems to be right and hide. Nobody's denying it. That's And it's just like. Um, but it does racist within itself. Yeah, his Robin is different from the others because, like, Jay, that you can't make Jason and him the same character. They kind of did with the animated series, but that was because they were not allowed to adapt Jason at the time, like they wanted. I mean, I wouldn't show, I, I wouldn't do that for children. No, but and that's fair. So it worked with BTAS, but for yeah. something like Titans, where we already got Jason, are you kidding me? Okay, last last thing to touch on it. Do you think we'll see Stephanie Brown? I have no clue. Would you want to see Stephanie Brown? Of course. Okay. But yeah, I just, I don't know. If you're going to cast him as black, I'm, I don't like that, obviously, because I'm tired of the race change, because it's not even for who fit the role best or for a diversity sake, obviously. 
if that was the case, then Ryan Potter would not have got shafted like he did. Mm-hmm. To be put, oh yeah, and Beast Boy's getting a very minor story again and doesn't have much to him this time. I hate that. They have nothing to do with him. And it's like, okay, here's the thing. I'm watching this for Beast Boy and Superboy right now. Right, I start. love Superboy. And two, Ryan Potter should have been Tim Drake, but you said you weren't using Tim Drake. You would so have been really, Tim Drake. Did you give your best actor on that show the most minuscule role in a beloved character, but you you lied? Yeah. You said no Tim Drake because we're not using it. And then instead of giving us the Asian American representation, which is very rare in comics, I'm sorry it is. We have, yes, I know that the black representation is not as it is the white representation, but I'll get into that at some other point. But it is so much bigger than the Asian American representation. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I think I am. Th- um, who's the who's the African-American Robin Duncan? I'm I'm. Duke Thomas. Duke Thomas, thank you. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of good, you know, they I, I give them trust because I like what they did with Dick. I like what they did with Jason. So I feel yeah. like they're, they're not going to F it up a third time like they can't. But um, like I said, it's not. Well, it is the writing this time if they go the ghetto route and the poverty right. route. Do you think um, he'll go straight to Red Robin or be Robin? Oh, he'll be Robin. Okay. But that was my other thing is Jay Lacurgo. I'm looking at this dude and I looked up a couple things. He would have been a perfect Duke Thomas. Is uh like is he like an like his I don't want to say like athletic. Is he acrobatic? I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just talking his look and just okay, a couple things right. I bought. I just know that's like you. Well, I mean Tim Drake's the detective, Ron. I like to say. Oh yeah, no. Tim Drake was never the fighter. He could not fight well. Even when he trained with the league, he still wasn't up to par. It was always Batman's biggest struggle with him was always getting him to be a good fighter, whereas the other two Robins was getting him to be a good detective. Right. So right. I hope they do go that route, but hey. But one last point I do want to make. Yeah. Outside of the Duke Thomas thing is um. I, I get having all these Robins, but can we can we make it a Titan show, and not Batman and Friends? <laughs> Yeah, I... We're getting Babs, we're getting Tim, Jason, Dick, and it's like, dude... The Bat family should just get its own show. They should, and give me more Beast Boy and Raven and Starfire and Superboy. Are they going to bring in Cyborg? I really hope... I want them to bring in Cyborg. I want it, but I don't think they are. Okay, I mean, it's... I, I... The team's full enough, I guess. It has a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we still got Ravager. Yeah, I forgot. I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched every single episode but Titans besides the season two season finale. But that's what we get, don't we? I know. And we get the epic fight between him and Death uh, Slade, and I never, I'll get to it. Um, no, but that's all the news, really. And we can get into our topic. Real quick, funny thing I saw today that I did want to point out. What? It shows Kiati Mundi in Revenge of the Sith, the clones. And he goes, for the Wookiees. And the clones go, but what about the droid or the clone attack on the what about the clone attack <laughs> I, on the Jedi? Oh what? That's and I then they all shoot him. Down. And then they all that's funny. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, let's get into our topic. Um, do you want to touch on the JSA trailer real quick? Yes, I almost forgot. Thank you. Okay. Justice Baby, no. My cat just shocked herself on my microphone. I kind of saw that coming. Um, But it's my most hyped DC animated movie this year. It's in the same style, and I think world as Superman Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, this trailer just... was epic. So yeah, you're, you're going to have that... to walk me through it. And is with yeah. the JSA? Because she's been around since World War One. Yeah, no, it makes it, it makes sense. I'm I'm totally cool with it. Same, I do too. Um, but then the team right now is just Black Canary. It's Our Man, The Flash, like Jay Garrick and Hawkman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you, do we know if anyone else? Because I think we talked about how like we'd like to see like Wildcat or something. Or we don't know of anyone else yet, or if there even will be. Okay. Um, this is but- completely World War Two. Yes, but Barry Allen comes back from the past. Oh. So we do get Barry and Jay together. That's cool. Um, A couple of things I wanted to point out, I said of the animation style that I love. The voice cast is great. 
and they gave uh, Wonder Woman more of a European accent, like Gal Gadot's. Makes sense. Middle Middle Eastern European type of thing. Yeah, makes sense. But it sounds just like Talia from Arkham City. Is it's it the, the same voice actors, okay. but she went with the same accent. Uh, I'm just yeah, like, they're, oh. not, they're not the same person. No. Truthfully, I love the accent in Wonder Woman, but I also love no accent. I hope we just get back and forth throughout time. Yeah, I really li- I liked Rosario Dawson as her. Same. I just don't want one to be canon over the other this time, which is weird for me. I, I want a good balance of both, because they both work well. Everyone makes their own voices in their head when they read comics. Oh, yeah. To be fair, though, I think we can all agree that when we read Batman, it's Kevin Conroy. When we read Joker, it's Mark Hamill. Joker, yes, but I've started to read Batman and Bruce Greenwood's voice. I don't know why. Huh. Um, but yeah, no, it was a great trailer. I can't wait to see the movie. It comes out on the 27th of April. You don't have to wait and that long. On Blu-ray in May. May 5th, I believe. So, like, is it going to be on HBO Max? I don't know. I usually watch this stuff on Kiss Cartoon. That's fair. But I do, I'm going to buy this one just because I want to build up my collection and I'm going to support as much Justice Society stuff as I can to get them up. I agree. After Stargirl and stuff, it's about time they get some love. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks great. The animation looks beautiful. The story looks awesome. The voice acting's great. I cannot wait for starters. I'm very, very excited for this movie. Only two months away. Yeah. Um, oh, one last news bit. James Gunn confirmed Suicide Squad is 100% done. Oh, okay. And he's 100% it. ready to watch it. Oh, shoot. Yeah. You know what we didn't touch on? What? The Love and Thunder set pictures. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Um, Thunderstrike. Can we just print that out? Yeah, he has He has the Thunderstrike look. He does have the Thunderstrike look. And Thunderstrike is not Thor. Yeah, it's a yes. Because Thunder, doesn't Thunderstrike have, like, um Stormbreaker? Yes. He's got Stormbreaker, and he's got a... Oh, he's also got Mjolnir. He's oh, just, no. He's, he's just I'm like... I'm looking at pictures. He's got his own hammer. He's just like the 90s version of Thor, right? It was Eric Masterson. Okay. Um, But yeah, he does not wield quite Mjolnir, nor Stormbreaker. It looks... Oh, okay. I am reading up on it. it. Said he did wield he did wield Mjolnir. It just looked very different. It's the '90s. Art was weird in the '90s. I'm not even talking art, just the overall design. Oh, okay. It looks more like a. Uh... Oh, never mind. It says here as Thor, Eric wielded Mjolnir, but as Thunderstrike, he wielded the mace, not a hammer, but a mace, the Thunderstrike. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Very creative. You, the best thing that came out of this, I think, was Star Lord's new look. I I see your Star Lord, and I want to raise you, Nebula. You're right. They updated her pretty well. I I, yeah. You know what it kind of looked like to me? What? The uh, force that Captain Marvel fought on when she was Veers. Okay, yeah. It's got the blue and silver and dark blue tint. I'm like, oh, it's kind of familiar. Yeah. But I'm so, excited. They're talking about adding his two-headed goat. I'm going to raise you one. I'm going to do you one better. Where's Gamora? Why is Gamora? I never, I can never come up with an answer for that. But, like, on, on a more serious note, do you think she's going to appear? Or is she still just gone? I don't know. I'm... I don't know what to anticipate from this movie, to be honest. Right, like how much Guardians, like, will be in it. How much Guardians will be in it? What's going on with the plot, really? Um, The we overall vibe any, they're going for? We haven't seen any pictures of Jane Foster yet, have we? Mm-mm. You know what? I think there was a picture of her riding a horse. I... Oh, okay. Well, we are talking about adding Thor's two-headed goat. Huh. Yeah. You know what? Uh, they've done weirder stuff. I mean, they put Frevenus, Wolf, and if you know anything about the comics, I'm pretty sure that's Loki's child. I think that's in mythology, but not the comics. Oh, really? I thought that was comics, too. I thought they just... Yes, so you've got, um, Thor's two-headed power goat named Toothnasher. You know what? That seems like a very Taika Waititi thing to bring in. Oh, yeah. Um, but do you want to get into our topic? 
Yeah, let's do it. Um, Kong vs. Godzilla. It's breaking the internet. The trailer was awesome. The trailer was gorgeous. I know. Like, I it's do not show me anything else, in my opinion. I say it was a, like a two-minute trailer. It was perfect length. It was showed just the right amount. Just Oh, yeah. Don't show me anything else. I want to go in like... Uh, okay, this, a, go ahead. This might be spoilers, but, you know, like, uh, people are picking it apart. You know, they're like, Mechagodzilla's in it, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he probably will be, but just, like... I just I, I want to try to go in not knowing even though there's like script oh. leaks and stuff. Um, for me, one of my issues with the 2014 Godzilla is I felt the trailer did not show remotely enough. Yes. For me to get remotely excited for it, this was perfect. Well, people complain about the 2014 Godzilla trailer because they say it lied to us, which I mean. I never watched the movie. Oh, okay. Jeez. I, I just did a I did a Monsterverse marathon with me and my buddies in my dorm these past weekend, so I just got caught up on it again. I'm doing a Kongathon. Uh Kongathon. Kong ding dong thong. But people just complain because they're like, it was supposed to be Walter White versus Godzilla from the trailers. Oh. Yeah. Um No, I'm finishing my Star Wars marathon. Right. And then I'm going into Kong. There's there's like there's like eight kong movies there is there's eight to six six to eight of them and there's like three shows and i'll be watching those as well i would love to do either just monsterverse recap before the movie comes out or i could just i am the biggest godzilla nut so i could give you like a godzilla history breakdown i have like all 30 movies when when that movie comes out we are going to do a king kong v godzilla episode oh were you just uh, both of them we're doing a town hall debate where you defend kong and i defend zilla we go into the history, kind of give a little education lesson, and then do kind of like a town hall. I would love that. Okay, but I, is there anything else you want to just say on the trailer besides, like, awesome? Um, It's beautiful. The cast is wonderful. I can't wait to see how these two interact. Um, big, big axe. Big axe, and then the blue fire Godzilla was amazing. I'm very – and I know that was from King of Monsters, too, but – I mean, you know, I'm people very are excited for this movie. People are, of course, talking about Mechagodzilla, and they're like, "Why is Godzilla being such a turd to everyone in the trailer?" But you know, I'm I'm sure there's things behind that. There's theories saying who's protecting what. Like, is King Kong protecting the people, or is Godzilla actually trying to, and he's misunderstood? I think it's just I think the balance is thrown off because Godzilla senses Mechagodzilla, and he's like trying to find it. Yeah, I agree. Um. But the thing about King Kong versus Godzilla that's great is it's a versus movie, and those are great movies throughout history. And I don't think any's been nearly as big as the first King Kong versus Godzilla, as well as BVS and Civil War. But there's still some good ones throughout history that people just don't talk enough about. There's a lot of matchups throughout video games, comics, movies. Like, I can name so many, like oh, yeah. uh, Terminator versus Robocop. I have a Predator versus Batman picture that I got signed from the comic. I was with you by the comic uh, illustrator, yep. Yeah. And I freaking love the art in that book. Same. But today we're going to be focusing on films, just because it narrows it down. It lets us have a shorter episode like we need. You know? Okay, I have a very important question for you then before we get into it. Yeah. Okay, um, Burger King or uh, McDonald's? I actually can't stomach Burger King. Uh, Pepsi or Coke? I don't agree with a lot of what Coke's been doing, but Coke. All right, that's all I needed to know. Let's get into the topic. No, there's only actually one burger at Burger King I like. It's the Impossible Whopper, isn't it? No, it's they got this barbecue onion ring burger. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And bacon. It's actually really good, and it's the only thing I like from Burger King. You know what? Let's do a fast food episode in the future. Let's freaking do it. Heck yeah. Okay. But yeah, so let's break down some of the great versus movies throughout history. All right, hit me with one. So I figured we'd start with what you know, and then we'll go with what I know. Kind okay. of rotate. So the first one I figured we'd break into is the original, King Kong versus Godzilla. Okay, I've seen it a few times. I have not, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, and I'll kind of chime in from what I know. Okay. Um, so before this, Godzilla was like, like done, like in the movies, like he had to, only two movies up until this point. This was the first time we saw Godzilla in color. Um, 
and like like Toho like wasn't doing anything with it. And like we need Toho's the company that owns Godzilla, by the way. Yes. He was like, we need something to do with this character. Originally, it was going to be um, Godzilla versus Frankenstein, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, but then they they made a de- they struck a deal with an American company that owns Godzilla. I'm gonna I mean King Kong. I'm gonna guess it's Universal. I don't know. I think he is a Universal. Okay. And so they threw it together. I think it was like 1963 or something. Don't quote me on that, but it's somewhere around then. Um, and I would say Kong's clearly the good guy in the original, and just like how in this newer movie they're setting it up, um, mm-hmm. they don't really ex- they don't explain at all why they're the same height. You just have to accept it. Um, it's suitimation, uh, so it's people in suits punching each other. It's classic. Have uh, you seen the videos on that? People working yes. like that. Yes, it is. It's a fun job where they get to just make monster noises and destroy things. It is super sweaty, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But. Question real quick. Yeah. Kong was created by RKO, but then they ended up going. They are currently shared. Godzilla and King Kong are shared amongst other studios. Okay. Soho, Paramount, Universal, and Warner Brothers. Gotcha. And I think since all of these are HBO Max, I think they are a Warner Brothers film right now. Okay, that makes sense. I'm surprised they haven't started putting the older Godzilla movies on HBO Max. That's really surprising. I know, we got the old, we got the original King Kong, but not the Godzillas. Yeah, maybe just Toho's being a weenie about that, I don't know. Probably, or Paramount. Well, you're right. Paramount Plus is coming out. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, so the story's very similar, I'm gonna say, to the new one. Like, they, they go to Skull Island, and they're like, we need to borrow your monkey. Um... And, of course, when they, they fight at first and Godzilla whips his butt because fire breath. Um, but then Kong gets, like, struck by lightning and becomes resurrected and has, like, lightning powers for the rest of the movie in round two. So that's his thing. There's a really cool shot where Kong just shoves a tree down Godzilla's throat. Um, but to sum it up, it's it's, really, it's it's a fun, cheesy... Like, Kong gets brought into the fight on, like, a hot air balloon. Um, but... It ends with them both stumbling off Mount Fuji into the water. And if you watch the American version, Kong comes out alive. If you watch the Japanese version, Godzilla comes out alive. Okay. So I know they said the whoever won that fight in that movie was very ambiguous. You yeah. don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, like, if you watch the American version, like, they stumble into the water and then Kong rises up out of the water and walks away. So, like... Um, just, oh, go ahead. It's a, I'd say it's a tie. How that movie ends, yeah. it's a tie. So I just got on HBO Max and looked up Godzilla, and we were sorely mistaken. What? 1954 Godzilla is on there. Okay. Ghidorah, the three-headed moth, the monster. Mothra, Godzilla, Invasion of Astro Monsters, King of Monsters, Ebra, Horror of the Deep, Godzilla versus Hedora. Get out of here. They have, like, half of the Showa era, and I love... Some of the Showa era. There's three eras of Godzilla. We don't have to talk about it right now. And then they got, real quick, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Megalon, Ooh. Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, yes. Godzilla vs. Gigan. Wait a minute. They have Godzilla vs. Megalon? Yes. In all of my years of Godzilla, I've never watched that. I'm what I'm doing tonight. And Godzilla raids again. I'm, okay. Godzilla raids we again. Wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. That's like ten films on there. Um... But yeah, there's not a whole lot I know about it. I'm really kind of new to the kaiju-verse. Mm-hmm. Kaiju for me growing up was Power Rangers. You know what? I would say a lot of Power Rangers tore inspiration from this, so you're not that far off. Oh, 100%. Big yeah. monsters in suit battling robots? Are you kidding me? That screams kaiju. Oh, fun fact. In the 90s, they were this close to making Godzilla vs. Kong 2, but it never happened. But in the, They were so close. Really? Yeah, it just, it was way too many, like, legal things, but they were, like, all ready to go on it. Gotta hate that. Gotta hate when that happens. So, as we're talking, I got an alert from Funko, and they dropped some more pop figures for Godzilla vs. King Kong. Oh my gosh, the ones that they've revealed so far, mwah. I want to know about Red-Eyed King Kong and how that's coming into play. Yeah, yeah, good. Me too. But that's the one they really showed, was just Red-Eyed Kong. Um, but yeah, so the next film I've got on our list, out of, what would you kind of rate King Kong vs. Godzilla, the OG? 
Okay. Um, compared to, I'll say compared to the other Godzilla movies, and this is not me saying the other Godzilla movies are bad, but I think it's like top tier when it comes to other Godzilla movies. Obviously, because like it's got not one but two like equally iconic monsters. Yeah. Um, and like you know, you don't base it off of today. Watch it with the eyes that this was made in the '60s. But even I always try. Right. Even then, I'm gonna give it easily like an eight or nine out of ten. Nice. Well, that's like. I love watching old movies, and I feel like people need to take their little whatever lenses off they got and really just watch them as when they were made. Yeah. Now, oh, this isn't as good as it could be. Well, no, duh. They didn't have the tech. Dude, I'm afraid to show people my old Godzilla films I have because they're going to make fun of the pseudimation, but I love pseudimation. Same. I'm with you on that one. I really am. So the next film we're getting into, which is you again, the next two are. Okay. Alien vs. Predator. Okay, there's there's two Alien vs. Predator movies. You can kind of break down both a little. Okay, before it was a film, obviously it was a comic book series, because I feel like it was Dark Horse or I Image, or ID, I don't know. But they there's, there's like Alien vs. Superman, there's Batman, of course, but like the most popular one by far was Alien vs. Predator. Uh, and it was great, because they were both owned by Fox, so one day we eventually got the movie... Um, and it had a lot of, like, people were upset from the start because it was rated PG-13. It came out in 2005, the first one. And people were like, Ugh, and it took place in modern day. And people were like, Ugh, to that, too. Um, obviously, because Alien and Predator come from, like, a very gory, hard R yeah. of films. Um, but to talk about the first one briefly... It takes place completely in Antarctica. There's like no like a like it's not like Sigourney Weaver, Arnold Schwarzenegger pop up. It's very low on gore and stuff. There's little to none. But honestly, compared to the second one, which is R, which I can get to in a little bit, the 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 first one is much better. I think um, Pred- Predator's obviously the good guy. You wouldn't do it the other way around. And Aliens the bad guy. And I think it's a real like not faithful, but it does the comic books justice. Even though yes, it should have been rated R. And blah, blah, blah. But ratings don't make a movie bad. It's just what you can do with it. I agree. And then Alien vs. Predator Requiem, I'll just say it like this. It should have been a sci-fi original film. That's the second one. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's That's terrible. That's not a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I did look it up. And Dark Horse was publishing these comics from the get-go up until 2020. Oh, because... Okay, and did, Marvel just got a hold of them this year. Right, yeah, because they, I really want to see, like, Guardians of the Galaxy fight the Xenomorphs. That'd be cool. Yeah. What I want to see is, um, I'll get to that in another episode, never mind. Yeah, okay. Um, I love the Predator, though, like, he, I'm a, I love the Predator, the newer Predator yeah. movie sucks, but I would, to, I would rate the first Alien vs. they're both known as bad movies, but I'd give the first one a 6 out of 10 and, like, the other one, like, a 2. Okay. Um, okay. So to move on, one last one where you kind of take the lead and then we can talk together because this is where I'm going to get knowledgeable. (laughs) But this is you. Okay. Freddy versus Jason. Right. Okay. This was early 2000s, I want to say. And I believe they were both owned by Paramount at this point. That's how it happened. Um, of course, the iconic Robert England, he carries those films. Are you kidding me? I'm more of a Jason I'm more of a Jason fan myself, even though I that's mostly because I've seen all the Friday the 13th movies and I've only seen a few Nightmare on Elm Street films. But um, it was uh, OK. Uh, it made both Freddy and Jason fans happy. I think people have been panning for a sequel for a long time. So, like, it was a good film. Obviously, the fight, like, what do you do? Because Freddy's in the dream realm and Jason's in the real world. Yeah. One's one's a zombie and one is a child molester with burn marks yeah a little demon dude yeah uh but the fight is honest like you don't get like the fight between them more or less until like the end mm-hmm. but like it's really cool because they're like jumping back bef- between the dream realm and the real world and then freddie pu- or sorry jason pulls him into the real world so he can finally oh, hurt it i would say jason's the good guy and freddie's the bad guy in it because how can you make how can you make the child molester the good guy well, it is 2021. You never know. <laughs> you never know. But these were the early 2000s. These were simpler times. But it's very gory, very true to both the characters. I, I think it made both fans happy. But Jason does kill Freddy at the end. 
but then like Freddy like can't really die because he comes back like at the end. But Jason's I was the just winner. about to ask that. Yeah, Jason's the winner. Okay. So overall, what did you think? How did it? How do you feel it did with the franchises, like balancing the two and? It's it's definitely more goofy. Like, dude, this movie should not be taken seriously. Like, it's not like a straight up horror. It's not because it's a versus movie. Like, and that's not me yeah. making a versus movies. I'm just saying it has a way more lighter tone. Like, don't like if you're not a fan of horror movies, it's not that scary. It's mostly just like tongue in cheek. But I would say even then, I would say Jason was still Jason. He acted just and Freddie was. So I would say they were faithful to both the characters and. I, I would say it's probably on the top of both of the franchises, like not as good as the originals, but like definitely as far as the later movies in both of those series, it's on the top of those. I'd give it like a seven and a half out of ten. That is awesome. So now we're jumping into my realm where I understand things because I'm a wimp and I, I don't watch horror movies, guys. I'm sorry. Take it away, William. All righty. You ready for this? Yep. A little controversial. Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Okay, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna bite my tongue. You talk about it. So, 2016, this movie was released, and it was very controversial when it's released. It was Zack Snyder, and this was the follow-up, I believe, to Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and the second movie within the DC extended universe. Now, going into this film, it already had a bunch of. I mean, fans were going crazy with theories and how it was gonna play out and who's gonna be in it, and then it came out, and I gotta be honest, in the theater. I was in love, but I think I just got so caught up in the theatrics and just seeing a new Batman that felt like Batman, which I know is also a controversial statement, but I I love, I enjoy Christian Bales, I won't say love, but this one, you know, it's for his world, that Christopher Nolan world. This felt more like the Batman I grew up with, with the comics and the animation. Now, I I totally like I I think we can't specify this enough like how insane people were excited for this film. This was the these are literally I would oh, say God, yeah. two biggest superheroes of all time, and this was the first time we were finally seeing them on screen together. It was and of course we found out Wonder Woman was going to be involved. Like the movie like was announced like the Comic Con after Man of Steel came out, so there was nearly three years of anticipation for this film. It was th- th- it could never reach the amount of hype that's um, up for it i would say more than three years fans have been dc's been teasing this idea and fans have been wanting it since back in 2005 i remember seeing this yeah i was five years old it's so like this that, is a very wanted movie it's crazy that it took this long to happen oh yeah for sure and it should and you know i mean obviously we don't have to give our reviews of the film but like it did not do what Warner Brothers wanted it to do, to say. No. Um, My biggest issue overall was not just writing at a point, but how some characters were handled. We I had just Superman? couldn't get Lex. Just to talk about, I would say Superman was the biggest, I would say he's he was treated terribly. Superman himself was treated god-awful. He had like, I struggled with Lex. Okay, but Superman, he didn't feel like Lex. Superman had 52 lines of dialogue in a super. I just want to say that real quick. Okay, continue. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex. Talk about him. It wasn't that he put on a bad performance at all, and I would never say he did. Nor would I say his character was written poorly. My issue was it didn't feel like Lex. It felt like Riddler. And I know that's a popular-ish opinion, but right. It's. I feel like people want to judge immediately and be like, oh, he was terrible. It was god-awful. And it's like, he himself was not. No, yeah, he did. He was not the right character. He did what Zack Snyder told him to do. He did, and then on top of that, it was like Zack Snyder adapted Riddler, but popped on the name Lex Luthor, and then it put a couple of Lex Luthor features. This isn't me saying it just because it was also played by Jesse Eisenberg, but I feel like, you know, I feel like Zack Snyder, what he was going for, I see it, he was going for like a... um. The maker of Facebook. I can't think of his name. Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah, he was, he was like, do Mark Zuckerberg, I feel like. It felt like that, and it felt like you could see, in my opinion, inspirations of Gene Hackman. Yes. But it wasn't enough. You know, it didn't feel as balanced as it should have. Do you want to talk about the cave troll known as Doomsday? Sadly. Yeah. I was excited for Doomsday, hearing about it, and then the trailer dropped, and I went, what is this? 
I was excited for character. But the minute I sat down and thought about it, I'm like, wait, they're going to kill off Superman in his second movie. I never, it never clicked until I saw the movie and I went, oh God. I was just like, he's known for one thing. Zack Snyder's going to freaking do it. And they did. Yeah. I just, he got too ambitious for his own good. I think, listen, the Batman vs. Superman, uh, okay, the movie, a lot of scenes, stunning, beautiful. What he did with Batman, clearly, clearly the man wanted to make a Batman movie more than anything. Yes. But I would say the fight itself and, like, the circumstances for how they fought and why they were fighting were dumb. Yes. I understand why they stopped fighting. People will make make fun of Martha till the end of it, but it it makes sense. It it definitely showed that there's a human inside Superman that Batman didn't see, but it just was not handled properly. Like, like, okay, the dumb thing is just, you know, people always talk about it, like, they could have just had a five-second conversation, the fight would have never happened. Yeah. And most um, of the fight is Superman trying to talk down Batman. Yeah. My other issue, too, was Alfred. I know Jeremy Irons is a very popular choice, and he's very beloved in the role. For me, Alfred needs to be balanced between regal and tough, but he's not supposed to look tough, in my opinion. Right. Whenever they do that with Batman or Alfred in the different books, I'm not a fan because it's more of you should be surprised, you shouldn't have seen this coming that ba- that Alfred can do this. It's weird they aged up Bruce and aged down Alfred. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, but all in all, I'd give this movie a four or five. Ultimate edition, I'll give a six. Yeah, I mean, listen, it sucks because this is, like, this is the Batman vs. Superman movie we have. Like, it's we have to accept yeah. it. The movie we've been anticipating since we were born, we got it. And it's not as bad as I think people say it is, but it definitely, yeah. It, and it Jimmy def- Olsen, what they did with Jimmy. <laughs> I, I thought, like, Jimmy Olsen in that universe was supposed to be the chick that worked because it was, like, Denny Olsen. Yeah, but nope, instead they put him in and then killed him immediately. Yeah, I would say the good things to come out of that were Batfleck, Wonder Woman, and yep. yeah. <laughs> After this, we got Bat- Captain America Civil War released in the same year. This was oh, yeah. so much better. Yeah, talk. you, you go first. I, I do wish it was more like the comics and there was much bigger stakes at hand. I do feel there was, I wish there was more characters. I know they were limited, but I didn't feel like they pushed it like they could have. Um... However, it's still a movie I prefer. I love it. Seven out of ten every time. But it wasn't perfect. I do have my issues with it, you know? How about you? I'm going to have a controversial thing I'm going to open up with. Ready? Yeah. Zemo is one of my favorite Marvel villains, if not my favorite Marvel villain. I agree. I think people don't give him enough credit, and I can't wait. Really... without really doing anything. Can't, exactly. He, like, tore apart the Avengers just by his mind, and that's awesome. It is. And no, I can't I wait for Falcon. Understand. I can't wait for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ugh. Same with the comic accurate suit. Yeah. Um. All in all, though, this movie was very well done. Um. The introduction to Spider-Man in the MCU, which was huge, and I yeah. love. Black Panther. And Black Panther. They somehow made a compelling film while introducing two new Marvel iconic Marvel heroes. Some of the biggest Marvel heroes. Yeah. Like, the Russo brothers, like, they obviously, like, they put their foot in the door and they were like, we're good directors with the Winter Soldier, but they hit it out of the park with the second time around. Oh, yeah. No, I adore this. Tell me, Civil War, Winter Soldier, go. What's better? Civil War is one I like to rewatch more, but on a technical level, Winter Soldier. Yeah, okay, I can get behind you on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, okay, so obviously there's the whole thing when it was coming out, Team Iron Man, Team Cap, and it was clear that... Right, and it was clear that, like, they were making out Iron Man to be more of the bad guy because these are Cap's films. Yeah. But, like, oh my gosh, that ending fight between the three of them in the bunkers, the most emotional stuff in the cinematic universe. Oh, I know. And then when Bucky's arm gets ripped off? Yeah, like, that was, that was hard. Like, okay, as much as the airport fight is, like, epic and hilarious and like it was like the biggest thing we'd seen i think at yeah. this point. yeah but that i think that ending fight might just do it more for me just because of the stakes of it 100 percent. because one like of you... my favorite things in my government class that happened is yeah. my teacher wanted to kind of test where we stood just like a just so she had an overall idea of what to discuss for class and where people stood 
She said, if you don't know if you fall more Republican or Democrat or in between or neither, we're, we're going to change it up a bit. She goes, are you Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Tell me why. I was the only Team Cap in my class. I mean, it makes sense because Iron Man's for more. OK, I don't want to get political right here, but. But the no, government control. That's where it's I, at. And then it's like, like, it's like, should the government have more hands in the people's lives or should they have like, yep. no, like, yeah, it's in your right. It's never... too political to just kind of discuss the overall ideology that's there, you know? Right. And they changed the reason of why they were fighting a bit from the comics because it was mostly about like unmasking, but secret identities aren't really a thing in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Like well, it was that and the government control still. Yeah. Because it was, um, I think his name is Speedball is the one that blew everything up yes. and hurt people. Yes, I'm looking at the comic book right now. If it's it's really I've, everyone's read it at this point. If you're a comic yeah. book fan, but um, we I'd I'd love to see them do like a Civil War two with a bigger roster way down the line. That'd be awesome. Same. Oh, to tie back into Wandavision, that commercial. Oh yeah. 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 When you need to clean up a mistake that you didn't mean to make, <laughs> me. Oh God no. I was like, <laughs> there are so yeah. many children in that building. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I just I love that movie to death. Still not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's up there. No, yeah, but f- this was part of Phase Three, right? Yes. Phase Three was so solid. Oh yeah, I can't wait to see Phase Four. Yeah. Now here's my question for the next movie we discuss. Okay. One, what's your rating for Civil War? I said seven. I I'll give it an eight. Okay. Have you watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? I have. I, I know it's not technically a versus movie, but it's versus in the title, and I'm counting it. Well, I, I've only seen it once, and I love Michael Sarah, and there's so many other great actors in it, but I, I feel like you have more to say than me, So I, and I really want to hear what you have to think about it. This and Baby Driver were my introduction to Edgar Wright. Friggin' brilliant, bro! He, he is... Feel like a video game a, come to life. He's a genius of a filmmaker. And I'll try and go quick with this one, because we we're running out of time, but... All in all, if you love video games and you want a love letter to them, as well as comics, not only did he adapt the source material almost perfect to a T, obviously he left stuff out and changed stuff. That's always going to happen, but in my opinion, this is definitely one of the closest ones you're going to get. Um, the casting was superb from Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Chris Evans, you know. Man, give me, what about my boy, Um, give me, give me Superman, God, what's his name? Oh, and Brandon Routh and Brie Larson, of course. Yes, thank you. The vegan police. It's not only just funny and bizarre. He knows how to handle the comedy well. He knows how to do the quick, you know, his little quick shots that he's known for. Yeah. But everything about it just works in this movie, and I love this movie so much. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's it's somehow a feel-good movie when it's not supposed to be, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. It's so uplifting. Like, it, it makes us nerds feel so good and, and happy. Yeah, it does. This is one of those you just, you've got to check out when you can. It's a it's a geek love letter. It is. And I very well done characters. Next time Edgar Wright has a movie coming, I feel like we should do an Edgar Wright appreciation podcast, just talk about all these movies. Yes. But alrighty, we're going to wrap this up because we're running out of time. Now, you know what we do here. TV, movie, comic. What you got? Okay. Um, TV. Um, I haven't been watching a lot recently, but and like I said last time, I have two shows on my radar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Watchmen and Game of Thrones I need to get on because I have HBO Max. But a third one I'm going to add to that because I have HBO Max. As I'm definitely going to watch Snowpiercer because that looks so good. Yeah. And then movie? my... Movie, um, like I said, I've been recapping the MonsterVerse, if you want to say mm-hmm. that. There's, there's three no, films. Do it. it doesn't take that long. I think I would, I'm going to, we can talk about the MonsterVerse later. And like, yeah. but I, I put them all on the same level. Like, I enjoy all three of them the same. Oh, nice. Yeah. And comic book wise, I'm going to keep it in the MonsterVerse. And I'm going to say, I have a Godzilla prequel comic book that came out right before Ooh. the 2014 film called Godzilla Awakening. And it gives like the backstory to like how we got to the point of the movie. And I, yeah. I, I have my collection somewhere i think the art it's 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 awesome there's a lot of good godzilla comics by like idw a lot of good godzilla comics mm-hmm. so i would just recommend if you want more godzilla content so many good stories idw is severely underrated yeah all right so my tv show um i've been doing my star wars so i'm currently watching mando but 
this new comedy came out called Mr. Mayor. Yes, I heard about and it. Normally, I don't like political comedies because it's so freaking one-sided. But they do it. They balance it, and they make fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. You can see where they're making fun of Trump and Biden and Pelosi and all these, and it's, it's great. Yeah, I heard it. I'm good with people making fun of others. Just balance it out. Don't look biased. Um, what's, what's it on? I haven't watched it on Hulu. I think it's an NBC comedy. Uh-huh. Um, for my movie, The Chef by John Favreau, it came out a while ago. Yes, you watched that? Oh, my God. Of course. John Favreau's my favorite director. I, I heard so I need to watch. I, I I heard so many good things. I've come to realize how many actors from The Chef he's added in Amanda, though, which is funny. Yeah, it, it, Scarlett's in it, right? Scarlett Johansson? Yes, she is. That's what I thought. I, I need such a good to, movie. I, I will get on that. I forgot John Favreau Netflix. is your favorite director. Netflix, okay. I forgot he's your favorite director. He is. And then for my comic, I just got finished with Star Wars Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. Oh, snap. No way. Is it good? Those four issues, beautifully done. Okay. I know the High Republic comic books just started coming out, so I need to get on that. I've been reading those. I want to read more Darth Maul. And then I started Star Jammers. Oh, Star Jammers. Okay. Yeah. It's a Marvel team, kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, but connected to X-Men. Yeah, yeah. I've heard about them. Um, the main character is Christopher Summers, Cyclops' dad. Yes. He is Corsair. But those are our suggestions. Join us back next week, hopefully. Next, we will, I'm, I, I want to post more on Instagram, so hopefully we'll like tease out what we're going to talk about next week. Yes. We'll, we'll discuss that. We have no idea, I'm going to be honest with you, what we're going to talk about next week. Not yet, but... Maybe some Super Bowl then. trailers. Yeah, Super Bowl trailer recap. That's one topic. Let's go. Yeah, all right. Well, stay geeky, guys. Stay geeky. Bye.